0: This is episode number four of Dan's Digital Corner, where I talk about the 20th anniversary of the fall of Saigon.
1: Welcome to Dan's Digital Corner, where we try to solve the world's problems one podcast episode at a time. In this show, we talk about anything and everything under the sun world events, local issues, politics, religion, travel, cooking, eating. Spectrum issues, you name it, and we just might talk about it. We share opinions, air out our dirty laundry, try to offer some sound advice, and make sure that we're all having fun at the same time. Now, welcome your host, Dan Harley.
0: Alright, uh, welcome back. This is uh, the episode number four of Dan's Digital Corner. It's uh, recorded on April 4th. Um, April 13th, 2015, which is the 40th anniversary of the fall of Saigon. Uh, Me being in Vietnamese, it has, uh, um, and you know, this show here is going to be, you see here, there's a lot of meaning to me and my family. Uh, So I'm going to talk a lot about my family, our roots in all this stuff in Vietnam, and kind of set that um, cornerstone for a lot of these other future shows. In the meantime here... um, I'll make sure you know that um, I am. Uh, I just checked iTunes, and this show is now officially um, listed. So thank you for all the listeners out there, new listeners out there, uh, listening to my show. Um, I'm hoping uh, this show here is kind of a free for all. We talk about anything, everything in the world, kind of stuff. And like I say, this particular show, we're going to talk about the uh, Fall of Saigon and Vietnam, Vietnam War and whatnot so anyway um i want to go ahead and get my sponsor in online here for the shameless plug and we'll come back to you shortly after that so stay tuned this episode of dan's digital corner is brought to you by prime concepts for internet solutions in today's e-business world your business needs to be online the problem of the techno keys between what you need to do and where you need to be Web designers, SEOers, social internet marketers, and the liking tend to create more problems than solve and drown you with techie speak so you have no idea what's going on. However, not with Prime Concepts. Since 1997, Prime Concepts have helped business owners turn the internet and the latest business technology into effective business tools to help their business succeed. We bring practical, cost-effective solutions that generate results, and we take the time to thoroughly explain the technology so you can make informed decisions for your company's destiny. We take pride in our impeccable integrity and our eagerness to help business owners and entrepreneurs succeed. So, if you have a website that you spend a lot of money on only to watch it sit and do nothing. If you're tired of paying for services like SEO or social internet marketing that you don't understand but led to believe that you need because some technical geek convinced you into it. If you simply need to make the phone ring, have more customers come through your front door, and increase your business revenue, then you need to contact Prime Concepts. Visit primeconcepts.net and start down the road to your online success. Visit our website at primeconcepts.net to access lots of great information and tutorials on how to make the internet work for your business. Free and with no obligations. That is P-R-I-M-E-C-O-N-C-E-P-T-S dot N-E-T. Prime Concepts, where our success is your online success. Okay, we are back. Um... As I mentioned, this particular show is going to be about the fourth anniversary of the fall of Saigon, uh, what it means to me, my family, and whatnot. So, probably best way to start off is you know, how my family's rooted in Vietnam. Um, it starts um, well two ways with my mother and father. My dad's tour of duty; he was in Air Force. He was from um, nineteen sixty four to nineteen sixty five. It was then a class- classified operation. He was there to prepare for the war. He was um, installing classified encrypted. encrypted encrypted communication equipment between all the bases in Vietnam and Washington, D.C. Um, it's is not a secret, but at the time we were preparing, he was preparing for a war. Had this gone out, um, you don't do this, you don't put this equipment in without um, eventually using it, so um uh, so he was there during the transition from MAG, M-A-A-G, to MACV, while well, basically being um, uh, MAC, is military advisor, combat Vietnam. Uh, as, essentially, it's the first start of the Vietnam War. Uh, if you look at history books, you'll um, recall when the Marines landed on the Nang Beach. Uh, my dad was there before and after that happened. So, um, so yeah, he was there in the beginning. And um, while he was there, he had met my mother uh, almost toward the end of his tour, he was the uh, in charge of the n c o club in Saigon and met my mother there and uh They quickly fell in love, got married and my mom became the second war bride to come from Vietnam only other one other Vietnamese woman had ever married a american g i and come over from Vietnam besides my mother so she was there very early in sixty five They got married in sixty five um Came back here and uh, lived a life out in Apple Valley. Um, and uh, at the time, I was born shortly at end '66 in Apple Valley, and um, lived a relatively normal life. And uh, actually, um, and, and at the beginning there, it was just our family. We didn't know what's going, except for in the news was going on in Vietnam. We get some some news back and forth. One of my uncles died in combat over there. We got a really sad. Um, phone call, recall, when I was a little kid. Uh, We also had... uh, My brother and I had a unique, very unique opportunity. We both visited South Vietnam during the war. This is... um, just I started kindergarten there. So... And we were um, literally a handful of American board children who were in South Vietnam. So I started kindergarten in Saigon, in fact. We were there for that long. I met my grandma and grandpa and many of my aunts and uncles there. And I... You know, I went back to re- recent, fairly recently, or relatively recently, and um, I didn't re- didn't realize I still remember much. A lot was going on then, so um, and so I had family, and I found out I had family actually on both sides of this conflict over there. For our my family it was literally a, um, you know, a a. a uh, uh revolution of War there we have um, north and south fighting my my northern family did not like communist control and fought fiercely against it uh, This is something that is probably might be counter to a lot of the history books and media at the time um we're getting and that's kind of makes me even to this day makes me skeptical about what the media puts out pushes out there. Uh, even back then, when I was a kid, i get one story, and then you hear a different story out on, on, from the news. Um, but uh, I had a family that fought fiercely against the communists. They didn't, uh, did not want to be communists. They did not like communists. That's the reason why we are in South Vietnam. Um, and um, so it kind of leads to the fall of Saigon, what this means to our family. Uh, it was, um, probably in a nutshell, is a sudden change in all of our lives uh, most of my mom's, my mom's family escaped Vietnam and, and relocated in California. Uh, my uncle Hung, my, my oldest uncle, and his, his wife, um, left Vietnam via Air American on top of the U.S. Embassy. Uh, everybody kind of re, probably recalls a lot of those, um, you know, the, the film footage back then with the uh, Huey helicopter landing in the embassy roof and take off. My uncle and aunt were literally on one of those helicopters. Had he not. Had he not escaped, he certainly would have been executed for uh, just due to his position um, in the Arvin. Um, aunts, grandmother, and one cousin somehow arranged transportation for Saigon and ended up in Manila, Manila and um, and met my uncle at the time there and worked their way into the, in the California. My grandfather was a monk at the time. He was in Bungtau when the fall of Saigon can't happen. And he led thousands of Vietnamese to boats along Binh Beach to escape the country. Um, somehow, somebody got stuck in one of the boats that tried and tried. That boat tried to go for the Philippines, and uh, because of the weight and everything, it was taken on water and almost sank. Uh, fortunately, a ship for the American fleet saved them. So, and my uh, my grandfather himself has a, just an incredible story to talk about. And one of these, uh, one of these. And one of these um, shows in the, in the future here, we'll talk about that more. Um, anyway, at least two of my uncles um, that were fighting on the Arvind side stayed and kept fighting. Um, they both were captured. One was captured in prison for seven years. Wadi was in prison over there. They broke all his arms and legs and, and ripped his eye out. He had, I mean, for no reason, they just ripped his eye out. Um, pretty horrid way of being treated, obviously. Uh, when he was released, he weighed like less than eighty pounds. I mean, he was a skeleton himself. Now, my other uncle, Michael Kung, he had um, same more, same treatment, but worse probably. Um, arms, legs broken, uh, head battered. At some point, he had he still had permanent brain damage, and uh, he was in, he was incarcerated for thirteen years. And um, so long they moved him up north and and um, kept him in, because of his position and all that stuff he was a valued, um, prisoner, but, you know, his country didn't exist for, <laughs> after 75, so there was really no reason to keep him, but they did, uh, and all of a sudden, they just let him go, and he was a skeleton himself, um, the family made it to California, uh, we found, uh, my grandma, and grandpa, Ken Pendleton, along with some of my aunts and stuff like that, and, um, we moved everyone we could to Apple Valley, and at the time we had a small little three bedroom, two bath house, kind of a north um, uh, northeastern Apple Valley, close to where the um, Sunset, Hill, Sunset Hills um, uh, Cemetery is. Um, we had uh, 10, 20 people living in that house, that small little three bedroom house at one time. It was crazy, um, but <laughs> it had uncles everywhere. Um, at that time, there, my parents bought a ranch near D Creek. Um, it had basically an unfinished house, but six bedrooms, so we finished it up, moved everybody there. Uh, ironically, within two, three years, everybody moved to San Diego, and this basically my mom and dad, my brother and me, <laughs> in a very big house. Um, one thing I noticed at the time there, after the fall of Vietnam, somehow, somehow every suddenly became racist against me and my heritage. Um, I remembered... Make, being made fun of just simply being Vietnamese, even though I was born here in the United States. And everybody, uh, not everybody, but a lot of people made me feel like I owed something to America just because for, for being here. Even though I was born here, I'm an American too. And um, what really, really got under my skin is one of my teachers in junior high, she literally had an open debate as to whether or not the refugees, Vietnamese refugees, should be allowed to stay in this country. Didn't even bother. She knew I was Vietnamese. She knew I was Vietnamese, and didn't even bother that I was in the class and still had the debate. And I bit my tongue. I bit my tongue hard for that. I would. I just. And it, it was one of those things, you know. I, I turned the other cheek and just dealt with it uh, in my own mind. But you know, time moved on. Things moved on. My man, my, I'd be proud of my family. They all worked very hard to better themselves. They literally, most all of them, came, literally came here with nothing and lost everything. Um, my one uncle, he was a major in Arvin, uh, very well off in in Vietnam. Um, always had people working for him. Um, always in 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 a, in, a, in a position of power. And he came here with nothing. And his first job, he was resort and pumping sewage. As his first job, and he did it. Uh, most all my family went to school, opened businesses, became successful. As a consensus, the Vietnamese in general they adapted very quickly and became very successful Americans. Um, as my other relatives started escaping Vietnam, that's a whole story in itself. Um, we took care of them. You know, we took them in, uh, put the house under them, uh, got them jobs, got them educated. And they moved on to become successful themselves. And um, you know, for some thirty or some odd years later, um, ironically, despite all the treatment that happened back then, um, my family and we frequently visit Vietnam. Um, in fact, I married a Hanoi, Hanoi girl, a, a Northern girl, as I call it. And um, even my uncles, both but my two uncles, talked about we were both in prison. They frequently visit Vietnam now. So it. it um, in fact, you know Vietnam today. Yeah, Vietnam today is like a far cry from Vietnam in 1975, um, and also it seems like it, you know time does eventually heal all wounds. So anyway, um, I'm gonna kind of close this for now. I'm gonna have more on Vietnam and the Vietnam War in future shows. <clears throat> I should mention that you know because of my heritage, because of my family, I studied the Vietnam Vietnam and the Vietnam War since I was a kid, and I learned um a lot from this one thing is the mean that media and history books tend to lie when convenient and um hopefully maybe you dispel some of those lies and truths whatever and one last very important thing before i close to my dad who has since passed away uh in november and all vietnam veterans out there um thank you very much for your service and sacrifice i'm a product of the war that you served in and i'm grateful for your service my family is too. You, know, you gave them a taste of freedom during the war. You, they, that taste stayed with them for the rest of their lives. Thanks to you, many in my family were fortunate to chase that American dream and become successful Americans. And they give back to the, the, give back to American, the, the, the American community that they now call home. So thank you very much for your, your service and your sacrifice, and God bless all of you. With that in mind, we'll close this show for now, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Good luck. God, Godspeed to your success out there. That's
1: the end of this episode of Dan's Digital Corner. To see the show notes, leave comments, or listen to past or future episodes, visit danharleyjr.com slash digitalcorner. That's D-A-N-H-A-R-L-E-Y-J-R dot com slash digitalcorner. If you want to be a guest on future shows, then we'd love to have you on. You can contact us through our website at danharleyjr.com. Be sure to subscribe to this show on iTunes or in your favorite podcast directory. Thank you for listening. Good luck and Godspeed to your success.